Welcome to Politics Done Right, folks. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here at Politics Done Right on KPFT 90.1 FM. Houston, we are going to have a great show for you today. Those of you on the internet, remember, I read what you have to say when you have to say. Those of you on air, rather listening to it over the, 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 the not the computer, but over air, 90.1 FM, Houston, Texas. Please give us a call today, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. We have a great show for you today. What's on the show today? Money for war. Crumbs for humans. Second topic, working class pays for corporate sins. Third topic, GOP killing their own. The feds decided to take money, take more money away from the working class. GOP leaders, pundits, and fall news hosts are causing the deaths of their followers. We have to come into the rescue, folks. We are humane people. So irrespective of ideology, we love everybody. So we are going to tell, we are going to try over these airwaves to tell you, folks, it's the winter. It's the time where viruses spread. It's the time where bacterium, bacteria spread. Let's get with the program. Disregard those who don't really have your best interests at hand. And third topic, we have no problem spending billions on arms. Today we have in the studio doing double duty. El Señor Stewart is handling both the boards and the phone. So if the phone ring about one ring too much, you know it's it's he's going to get to you. So give us a call right now. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Stewart, how are you doing today, my brother? I'm doing great, Egberto. How are you? I am doing great. It is a it is holiday time, Christmas time, Hanukkah time, and all the other permutations Kwanzaa, of Kwanzaa time. Festivus. Festivus. Oh, Festivus. oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you know, you know, the thing that happens is you get behind the mic sometimes and you're, you go into this brain fart. I was just talking to my buddy here from Liberty County and I'm like, hey man, do you still get those kind of things that happen when you're talking and it's like you forget the name of somebody you, you've known for 30, 40, that 50 years? That never happens. Know? I mean, it happens, man. Every happens. time. Anyhow, we are going to have a great show for you today, folks. But I want you to, after I start reading this stuff from the, the what, I, what I call the start, I want you to get involved with the program because this is for you. And like I always tell folks, this is your program. I am ready to be a monologue if necessary, but this is your program. And you can change the trajectory of this program at any time because... This is a community station. We want to hear your voices. We listen to your voices, and we intend to do so. All right? I see uh, soon I'll be bringing you on, Ali, but let me go ahead and start this by saying Jerome Powell and our Federal Reserve decided no tax to tax us for the sins of the corporations. Completely responsible for inflation. And people always say, Egberto, how dare you say that these guys are responsible for all the inflation that we've got? It is a fact. Okay, so Ali Waters want to come on. Ali, how you doing? Hey, brother, I'm good. How are you? I am great to hear from you, Ali, my sister. Talk to me. So I am just absolutely livid with how these these plutocrats are taking advantage of us. Yes. Every day. Yes. I'm tired. I know I have family members. I might be able to convince to come to the good side. <laughs> and, I love that. And 
and be like, we have cookies. Come on over. Yes. The water's yes. fine. Yes. Yes. Let me. Let I've, me. I've just, I, I know that I have a, I, my daughter is a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. We've got college coming up in a yes. couple of years. Yes. And I'm scared. And I, I, I tell you what, the good thing about you saying you're scared, right, is it's okay to be scared for where we're going as a country. But you know what is a great thing, Ali? The great thing is that we still have control. I mean, it takes some time. It's going to take a bit more time, but we have control. Just like you talk about having the others come to the good side. What I like to say is that, you're, you're, first of all, you're absolutely right. We have to leave that door open. We have to leave a landing path for folks to say after they've realized that they've been had, that there is a place for them to land. And that is what I all, that, that's yeah. the reason, you know, I, I, I keep the, I keep the tone that I keep. Exactly. I want everybody exactly. in. I don't care who you are. I don't care about your ideology. I don't care about your ethnicity. I don't care about your gen, your, your, your genetics. I really haven't, I really don't care. Right. I just want you. I just want you. I just want what's exactly. best for us all. Right, Ali? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and your daughter is going right. to do great in college. And you know why she's going to do great in college? Because she has a mother like you who is keeping up to speed with what's going on in this country and making a difference with it, Mademoiselle Waters. So that's the reality. Your daughter is going to be doing great in college. I appreciate that, brother. I much appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. So anything else you want to tell me before I get into the first part of my essay? No, no. Get into the show. I just wanted to give my two cents worth. All right. Well, look, you got, you know, all of Houston, all of East Texas, and everybody on the internet heard you, and they heard your beautiful yeah. voice. Thank you so kindly for calling hey. in, my dear friend. Thanks, brother. You take care. All right. Have a good one, sis. All right, folks. Jerome Powell and our Federal Reserve decided to tax us for the way. Oh, before, let me forget. Remind folks. Folks, give us a call. 713-526-5738. Like our beautiful Alistair who just called here. Uh, 713-526-573. And don't forget... Back live on air on Mondays, not, I mean, not on air this Monday, but every Monday, 9 o'clock p.m., the prison show is back live. That is one of uh, KPFT's premier shows taken all over the place. So please remember, the prison show is on live on Mondays at 9. Please do remember, remember, we got to do, we got to make sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I think I did. I say the wrong day. The wrong day. It's it's Friday, right? Uh, help me out here. Help me yeah, out. Yeah, the prison shows back on live tonight, okay. nine to eleven. All right. Let me tell you something, guys. I just screwed up. So any, everybody, erase the last thirty seconds. What we want to say is a prison show is on tonight on Correct. Friday, live at nine to eleven. Okay, PM to eleven Central Time. What Stuart was trying to remind me of is that PDR, Politics Done Right, will be preempted on Monday because Congress is in session with the, uh, the, the courts for January, the January 6th hearings going to be on on Monday, and that will preempt Politics Done Right. So thank you for, thank you for kind of selecting that out for me. Anyhow, let's, let, let's start with the program. Jerome Powell and our Federal Reserve decided to tax us for the sins of the corporations completely responsible for inflation. You know, they'll have you believe that somehow you are responsible for inflation because you want to buy, buy, buy. You know what? 
You can afford to buy, buy, buy as long as there's supply, supply, supply. And you should have no insurance under, I mean, no, no inflation under that condition. What they don't tell you is those with price and power, they don't have to abide by the supply and demand mantra. They don't. So while we had an oversupply of gasoline, welcome aboard Paul Fleming in the chat. While we had an oversupply of gasoline, while we had an oversupply of oil, they created false shortages so that they could say, oh, we can raise the price. But somehow, when you went to the gas stations, there was never a shortage. So inflation isn't some magical device of the market system. It is a feature of an unfettered capitalist market based on one tenet. The corporations with price and power will price things at whatever the market will bear. I'll repeat, the corporations will price things at whatever the market will bear. If you got money in your pocket and I sell something that you've got to have, you're going to buy it at whatever price. Women have to go to work. Men have to go to work. They have to take their kids to school. They have to do all these wonderful things that we have afforded to be doing here in the United States of America. So the oil companies know one thing. You got that stimulus money, right? Yeah, it's in your pocket. You've got that. Uh, you didn't. You didn't spend a lot of money during the pandemic, so you have some savings, right? Well, you know what they know. They say, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Those guys need gasoline, right? Yes, they do. They look. You can only burn X amount of gallons of gas, no matter what what you do, right? But they can put the price at whatever, so they can get their profits to whatever it needs to be, and that is what they did. We never had a shortage, but mama who's going to work may have had some extra bu bucks from the pandemic, may have had some extra bucks from the, from the, from the stimulus. And they're saying, we're not going to give mama that ability to say, I am going to save for a rainy day. We're not going to give her the ability to say, I am going to put some money down as an investment so that later on, I don't have to work so hard. They are not going to give you that opportunity to have that extra money. Remember, whatever the market can bear. And if you are selling something that everybody must have, and you have price and power on that item, you can charge whatever you want to charge. And that is what the oil companies did. That is what the food companies did. That is what many of the service companies did. Whatever the market will bear because they knew that you had that money in the pockets. They will tweak prices higher to ensure they take your last available dollar. Only some have the privilege to invest in any significant form given living standards. Again, if you have to spend your money, folks, guess what happens? They take the money. So look, the Federal Reserve System is the central bank of the United States. It performs five general functions to promote the effective operation of the U.S. economy and more generally, the public interest. The Federal Reserve does this. It conducts the nation's monetary policy to promote maximum employment, stable prices, and moderate long-term interest rates in the U.S. economy. That is one of its mandates, right? You would think that it should then have options to either uh, control m monetary policy on the supply of money or interest or other features that don't necessarily have to affect the working class, especially since inflation that we have today is not something done by the working class. But nope, that's one of your mandates. Second mandate, promotes the stability of the financial system and seeks to minimize and contain systemic risk through active monitoring and engagement in the U.S. and abroad. But wait a minute, didn't FTX just crash? Didn't they allow false money to rain? Oh, did they do their jobs? 
promotes the safety and soundness of individual financial institutions and monitors their impact on the financial system as a whole. Hey, they're good at doing that. They always do that right. Fosters payment and settlement system safety and efficiency through services to the banking industry and the U.S. government that facilitate U.S. dollar transaction and payments. Well, they do that all the time. Exactly right. Lastly, promotes consumer protection and community development through consumer-focused supervision and examination, research and analysis of emerging consumer issues and trends, community economic development activities, and the administration of consumer laws and regulations. So what happened to FTX? What happened when, uh, what's his name, uh, Creed or whatever caused the crash of, the, uh, of that funny money? What is the funny money called again? Uh, crypto. Crypto. All right. Where were they? Sam Bankman Freed. Bankman Freed. That's his name. Bankman Freed. But anyhow, let's go ahead and see what Ray has to say. And folks, remember, 713-526-5738. Give us a call. Let's have a talk. This is your show. Come on in, Ray. How you doing, brother? Happy Friday, Egberto. Happy Friday, Ray. Talk to me, sir. Yeah, man. I'm just uh, hoping, helping you opine on this whole credit card ripoff deal. You know, one of the things about me, you know, I was a person who, you know, came into the work environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had kind of bounced through jobs. And, you know, I, I landed at this job where I'm at. And basically, you know, I was able to, to afford to live, you know, utilizing my credit cards because the interest rates were pretty low. Right. Probably a few years ago. And then I noticed, you know, when the Republican administration had taken over the federal government, I noticed it became more and more unaffordable for me to be able to utilize my credit cards to live off of. And then, you know, you throw in a couple of emergencies like, you know, car repairs and things like that. And it just, you know, it basically was one of those things like you were saying. They they raised the interest rates, but it hurts the working the working class, it's not, the working it's class, not hurting the corporation. Yes, you know, Ray, uh, it, it is interesting because um, you know what I do. I, I'm a full time activist now with with the, the radio program, and and uh, e- even when I do it aside, you know, I have uh, I have the own studio where where you know you have that's that's your source of income, and I had to do what's known uh, on my house take out a a uh, what do you call it? like a credit line on the house and. I look. It's my fault. I went ahead and I did a um, what's called a variable uh, rate because inflation should not be high. There is nothing in our economic system right now that says inflation should be where it is at today. But of course, all of these uh, of of these loans are then these variable loans are indexed to the uh, to the the discount rate that the Federal Reserve. Or putting out there. So with them going up 0.75% three times in a row, then 0.5%, then I don't remember. Actually, I think it was 0.75% four times in a row. With them doing all of that, right? What happened? It meant that my loan went up by more than a hundred and something dollars, I believe it was the last time I look at it, per month. So that is money taken out of my pocket to banksters while not being able to use that 150 to do something productive within the economy because false scarcity created by those who raised their prices to ridiculous levels. So we as the, you, when you go repair your car, you expected that, yes, you're going to pay the guy a few pennies in, uh, in interest. Now they're taking a big chunk of your monthly payment 
that you're making to that credit card. And it's completely unfair and it's completely unnecessary and it's completely, it, it exactly defines why our economic system by all should be considered a fraud. Ray? Yeah, brother. And I, I just want to say, I, I've heard your story about what you've sacrificed, you know, to, to, to be a part of the movement. And I, I want to say thank you, you know, because you said it yourself, you're an engineer, you know, those skills could have carried you far, you know, and then also from the standpoint of what you do as a journalist, you could have moved to the right. You know, I, yeah. I, I often joke with my mother, I say, mom, if I ever go to the right and start, you know, trying to become a right wing pundit, just know I did it only for the money and, <laughs> and it was never a, a change of heart. My brother Ray. My brother Ray, let me tell you, I used to get on average one, two, three emails per week with these right wing, uh, right wing hacks saying, "Hey, come on on board." You said they they wanted they wanted to use a uh, me as a black uh, a black. I, I I served a lot of purposes, black Latino guy that is out there shooting the right wing message. And, you know, one, one time I, I, I kind of asked, I, I kind of make believe that I was going to entertain the offer, right? And I've, after I said, no, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do it. But I was shocked the amount of money that there is on the right to do, to do that kind of punditry. And you see, when you have somebody like um, uh, Candace, Candace Owen, she was, she was one of our, a very progressive woman. I mean, she was into the progressive sphere and she just went ahead and said, hey, I can make millions because I fit the profile that they need to highlight. And she did it. She did. Yeah, because it was for survival. I'm sure, you know, at some point when a person makes a switch like that, it's not just because of a change of heart, but it's so, so difficult to try to make it in this world on your principle while trying to, you know, play the game, right. you know, of this, this corporate slave ship that we're all on yes. that you always speak of, because I know what it's like, bro. I know I've been saying for years before I even heard you say, we're all slaves to the system. You know, I have said one, one, one deeper, you know, you know, we're all prostitutes to the system. I, and you're absolutely right, my friend. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because um, that, but you know, the thing about it is we can make that change. And, and I, I, like I gave you your kudos a few weeks ago when you called, when I, I think you called in and the first thing I told you was thank you. And the reason I said thank you was as a Gen Zer, you went out there and you made the difference. You guys voted like you hadn't voted before in a term like this. You guys made it happen. And again, that is what it's going to take. That is what it will take, and you guys are doing your job. So, anything else, Ray, before we go? Oh, yeah. We're going to ch keep chipping away at it, and I also want to give a shout-out for uh, going ahead and exposing Joe Scarborough for the progressive he really is. And I, <laughs> oh, you read that one. That was a cool. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the video where you kind of did the rewind. Yes. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, before I go, uh, Liz Cheney is next. I'm betting a cut a cup of coffee on that one. I think so, too, bro. Thank you so kindly for calling in, Ray. You have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And happy holidays in, in case I don't hear from you before, okay? All right. Thank you, brother. Care, have a great one, man. Anyway, folks.
The words sound great, but unfortunately, there is a little support for the consumer and the working class from the Feds. The Feds recently increased the interest rate once again. Powell claims it is the only opinion he, I mean, the only option he has. As I have written about many times, the sole cause of inflation is corporate greed, number one. Number two, negligence. Number three, ineptitude. And number four, false scarcity. The war in Ukraine and COVID are convenient excuses we have been trained to accept. And I'm going to break it down in a little bit. There was never an oil shortage. It was always a false scarcity. That is why, and I, you, some of you have heard me say this before, but I have to hammer this over and over for all our new listeners to get this into their heads because the media is out there pounding the same message over and over and over and over again. So therefore, learning from those who've successfully converted many into, the, into thinking wrongly, I will do the same. So here's the thing. There was never an oil shortage. It was always a false scarcity. That is why even though we virtually kept using the same amount, there were never gasoline stations without gasoline. They knew Americans had extra savings from not spending during the pandemic and from the stimulus. They did not allow Americans to keep the money. They used inflation to steal it and shows up, and shows up in their, and it shows up in their profit margins. I explained this on an interview with Muslim TV. Network, after one of their producers read one of my blogs incredulously, and they called me up and they said, like, hey, um, that doesn't make any sense, and, uh, but we'd like to have you on. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, they were skeptical. And then they got me on this station, and we started talking, and they are like, oh, God, that's true. And then now today, yesterday, the week before, or several weeks, gas prices have plummeted. And you know why? Remember what I said about pricing, whatever the market will bear? They price whatever the market will bear. And as soon as they see a dip in usage, they know that their price point went too far and they start to get a glut. And then they have to remove the glut from the glut that they had. And the prices then had to go into free fall. This isn't magic. We were saying this as gasoline prices were on the rise. In other words, we were talking about, at Politics Done Right, we were talking about a glut of oil. Even as mainstream media was talking about the, the war in Ukraine, they were talking about prices going up and all these other things. And all we had to remind them, number one, America is net positive in energy production. It has been for quite some time. Numero dos, Venezuela still has available oil ready to put on the market. Numero tres, Russia has had tankers in the, in the ocean, in the Black Sea, everywhere, ready to deliver oil to China, India, and all these other places at a discount. So if this is being done at a discount, how the hell can we have high prices for oil coming out in the Western market? It is a mathematical impossibility. And you know what? We're living right now with the prices and what has happened to the price. And by the way, remember, we didn't wait for prices to start going down to say, oh, there's a glut. While prices were going up, our cohort told you the price that there is a glut, there is a glut, there is a glut. And eventually, it all caught up. All right? So, the corporate class blames the pandemic for the supply chain 
component of inflation. The truth is that they chose profit over economic security, a failed model known as just-in-time inventory, which leaves no slack for hurricanes, political upheavals, pandemics, and the like. Let me explain. Let me explain. And folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I would love to hear your thoughts. 713-526-5738. Give us a call. Don't wait till the end of the show where I can't give you the time that you need. 713-526-5738. Una vez más, lo voy a repetir. 713-526-5738. All right. The corporate class blames a pandemic for the supply chain components of inflation. The truth is that they chose profit over economic security with a failed model known as just-in-time inventory, which leaves no slack. So therefore, you get a hurricane, right? Because you need those ships to keep coming so that as soon as that ship lands in, in L.A., you, un you unload the container, throw it on a truck, throw it on a train, it gets to the factory just in time for it to be placed into circulation. But what happens if there's a hurricane? What happens if there's upheaval in El Salvador, in Vietnam? What happens if there's a pandemic like occurred in, in China? You don't have a slack. So now you have to lay off workers. Again, the workers get laid off because of the corporate greed, corporate stupidity, corporate incompetence by not realizing that life is life. Things happen. And therefore, that's why in the past, good business people had this stuff known as inventory. You keep the inventory of your parts. You keep the inventory. But you know what? They decided to take a one-time, a one-time big outlay in cash because they depleted their inventory and they don't build it back up. They use just-in-time inventory. And somehow that is supposed to make them smart. My friends, the inflation is not your fault. The inflation is not Biden's fault. The inflation belongs to corporate, the corporations and how they did things. They didn't have your inventory ready to prevent the, the occurrence of this. Uh, they, didn't, they, they didn't have the, the wherewithal to go out there and do what they needed to do. 713-526-5738. Please remember to hit the number two is what uh, I know he's about to put there. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to make sure that you can come directly on air. So again, these guys left no slack for hurricanes, political upheavals, pandemics, and the like. You know, I tell you what, please read a blog post that I wrote with uh, professor and economist Dr. Richard Wolf regarding the who and blame for inflation. If you go to egbertowillies.com and just scan for uh, Richard Wolf and uh, Richard Wolf and inflation, that article will come up where we actually show you... Uh, Here's an economist. I mean, when I, when I told him this story, he looked at me and I said, uh, Professor, uh, do you agree with this or based on these numbers or whatever? He said, yeah, and I can tell you even more. And he, you know, anybody who knows Richard Wolf knows Richard Wolf has a hell of a lot to say. So what do we have to tell the, uh, the Federal Reserve? Stop raising the interest rates. Let the government, we the people, force corporations to accept their responsibility and absorb the costs for the increase in whatever prices they have based on their in, in, in what, what is it in what what's the best word to use for them their inability to do things that that are right 
Anyhow, every case says equity line credit and you borrow at your own risk. You always borrow at your own risk. I mean, if you borrow, even whether it's, it's for uh, interest rates or whatever, if you borrow and you lose your job, if you borrow and you don't have a good enough backstore, you are in trouble. So no, but what we should have is a society where when borrowing, it's not, borrowing is not pilfering. The people who you borrow from don't pilfer you. When you borrow, you want to ensure that you're not being fleeced. But Eric, here in the chat, seems to think that it's okay for a corporation to do as they please in a society that we created for them to exist. You know, people like to think that I don't want to take something away from a corporation because this is, that is not freedom. We gave the corporations the freedom to exist as an individual entity. We gave the corporations freedom. Corporations are what's known as false entities, imaginary entities that have, you know, that exist with, a, with something like a social security number, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? So please, don't, don't put all your bags into uh, the corporation thinking that these are benevolent entities. There are some of them that are, but most of them follow what uh, the economist Milton Friedman has always told them. You don't have a responsibility to society. Your sole responsibility is to your shareholders and the, the executives at that corporation. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, think about the variable rates uh, due to policy, which is unfair and unnecessary as people are paying hundreds more per month, alone compared to energy, which is necessarily isn't comparable. No, it's not comparable at all. But again, I see, why, I see where you want to go. Bruce Pollard is in the house. He says, howdy, let's be a little more green every day. I agree with you. If we do that on our own, we can our, ourselves make a difference. Roberto Lewis says, saludos, cape FT. And politics done right. Thank you so kindly for being here, Roberto. 713-526-5738 is the number. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two. Give us a call. I don't want to just have monologues here. I love to hear your voices. I love to hear what the community has to say. And I tell you what, folks, give us a call. This is your program. This is your show. And anybody who listens to it both here and on the internet will tell you that this isn't just wordiology. This is your program. 713-526-5738. Hit option two and you can speak to me as you please. And by the way, I don't care if you're left, right, in the middle, anarchists, socialists, communists, capitalists. I don't care who you are. 713-526-5738. John Smith says, our government wastes so much money on everything. This is why taxes are so high. If you, you know, uh, you are a conservative, John Smith. And you know what I love? You're absolutely right. If we were to cut the defense budget from $858 billion, which is what they're asking for, even more than, than Brother Biden has asked for, think about the amount of money we could put into child care, into family leave, all these things. These people claim to be, believe in family values. They say they believe in family values. Why don't we start valuing families? Instead of valuing a nuclear bomb, instead of valuing a missile, instead of valuing all these things, why not value human beings? You know, think about it. We're building a lot of missiles. We have a lot of these nuclear bombs in stock already. Do we need any more? We have planes that nobody else can work, can really touch. The F-35, the F-18, 
uh, the, the new, all these guys are great things that our engineers have built for the system that now the defense department, the defense industrial complex want to fleece us all about. So I agree with you, John Smith. Hey, John Smith, is that like the John Smith from the Pocahontas days? Is that what, what he's called? I don't remember that. Anyhow, John Smith also says, so Egberto, you admit that prices are a function of supply and demand, not corporate greed. Nope, I said, in a true, in a true free market, and I believe, I believe in not, I don't call it free market. I believe in free enterprise in a market system where it's bifurcated that the things that we must have are not in the market. Example, healthcare should not be in the private sector. Healthcare should be in the public sector, paid from all of our taxes so that all Americans would be entitled to healthcare paid for by all of our taxes combined. That way, we don't have a lot of insurance companies doing what's called uh, risk management. Risk management just says, how can we exclude sick people and try to only include healthy people so that we can increase the profit margin for our shareholders and big bonuses for our executives? That's what you have with risk management when you have multiple insurance companies who just, whose sole purpose in life is to pay a bill. Okay? A government... Or a, free, a government or a nonprofit, one nonprofit can make that a simple, a simple task. Pay a bill. That's it. We don't need all these. All these complications are put in there so that somebody can fleece you. There's no efficiency to having multiple companies paying a bill, right? A, a, a doctor shouldn't have to call 10 insurance companies for his 10 patients. He shouldn't have to do that. He now has to have staff and all of that to do that. Seven one, where are all my callers? 713-526-5738. I know it's Christmas time, but you can still call. 713-526-5738. Please hit option two. And if you have something to add to the discussion. Uh, John Smith also said, just in time, inventory was response to all the taxes you have proposed on business and are in place. That's a false statement. Uh, when you have inventory, yes, you pay taxes on the inventory because it's income that's income that's sitting there, of course. Now, it's recovered. So, I mean, all of these stories that you've been told, remember, business school, uh, business school has one point of view. Please remember that. All right. Eric says, what happens if country needs gas during hurricane, but it has been sold off by the government? That's, again, another false statement. Because our national reserve is, has a ton. Our national reserve is flooded. Our national reserve has a hell of a lot of oil in there. And by the way, we don't have to tap our natural reserve because the free flowing, the free flowing that we have right now in this country is working just fine. It is working just fine. Folks, 713 Five seven three eight. Hit number two, and we'll be ready to go. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. The calls are starting to come in now. So as soon as as he takes all information, he'll throw the first one. Folks, don't. Uh, I just saw a lot of calls come in, and and they all got dropped. Give us a call again. Oh, uh, Bridge, we just made a mistake and dropped your call. Give us a call back. <laughs> Give us a call back. Give us a call back. Give us a call back. 713-526-5738. We're having a little bit of phone problems, but we'll get it resolved. 713-526-5738.
Yeah, it, look, don't hit the number two and you'll be back on air. It's it's fine. 713-526-5738. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to you guys call right back. But um, do call back because I want to hear your voices. I really want to hear your voices. So he's going to pass you along with the red in a little bit more. Maywood says, better late than never. Good morning, everyone. Terry, come on in. Hi. I was calling because I heard your talking about corporate greed. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to make a comment that I don't think it's just corporate greed. I think it's some private business owners, my boss being one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's been years since I've been able to get a raise, mm-hmm. and I've had to take on extra jobs just to pay my monthly because everything else is going up. Right. So it's not just corporate. It is private businesses and the private businesses, I understand they took a lot during pandemic times, but in our meeting that we had recently, my boss even expressed that, you know, they got government funding to help pull them through through that year. She had a good year after that. And then this year, things are terrible. And she's building a house and she's worried about her, you know, being able to get a loan and all this. Right. And blaming staff. Well, let, let, let me tell you something, Terry. First of all, when I, whenever I talk about corporate greed, right, I'm talking about anyone in the private sector that is taking advantage with their price and power that they have, meaning your boss has the ability to pay, pay for something and she also has the ability to pay you, right? And that is her right. job, to both offer a reasonable price to the customer and also to pay you, Terry, for the hard work that you, that you provide her. After all, she is nothing without you. She, if, if she could not build her house if you weren't there to work for her, right? Correct. So people have to realize that stakeholders are not just the business owners. But we've learned in this country that somehow we revere the business owner. Let me tell you what one of our uh, writers inside of the chat said. They said, well, you know, they, in, they invested their income. And I said, okay. And you invested your body. They invested their money. What happens if they lose? And I look at them and I say, what happens when you lose a finger? What happens when you breathe the bad air to get to that job? What happens if you get in an, an accident going to work for that employer? All people who are working or doing anything take risks. Why do we only, sub- why do we only support the, the folks who risk capital, meaning risk their money? You Correct. risk your body. You rich, risk your health. Yes. And the thing is, is that prices were raised within our business to our customers uh, within the past year significantly. Right. And there was a fee for just PPE, personal protective equipment. Right. Well, pandemic, you know, we're past that. That fee is still being added on. But you know what else, Terry? They got a lot of free money. Most businesses got yes. a lot of free money. And you know what? They were supposed to use that to, ho- to keep you as an employee whole. But a lot of these guys still laid off the employees and kept the cash. Okay? Well, we were, we were told that if things don't change, three people were going to be laid off Here you by go. the end of the year. Here you go. And, so. and what happened is that, they, they, that, and Mike, I'm coming to you soon. Uh, uh, that, that tells you what it's all about. You helped... By the way, by the way, you pay taxes, don't you? Absolutely. Wait a minute. 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 They weren't doing you a favor when they got the PP, uh, the PPP. 
Because you were a part of the, you were a part of the funders of the PPE that eventually went to corporations and businesses because you right. pay taxes. So that was money that she should have walked into that office to all her employees who pay taxes and says, employees, thank you. Our government through you, we the people, are working for us all. But that's yes. not what happens in this country. No, it's not. But we have to. But, but Terry, we got to make it happen. It's not going to happen if we don't do something about it. We need to know who to elect. Anything else I, that, I, that you want to say before I jump to Mike? No, thank you for your conversation. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Terry, Mike, you are on the air. Mike, come on in. Uh, hello? How you doing, Mike? I'm all right. I'm uh, out here on the road working. <laughs> great to talk um, to you. What would you like to talk uh, about? Great. I, I, I'm glad to talk. I haven't talked to you in quite a long time. Oh, well, I had a question for yes, you. Sir. And it's, it's, you know, I'm just a blue-collar guy, man. And, 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 I'm going to stop you there. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. I don't want anybody calling into this show and saying, I am just a blue-collar, blue-collar guy. Let me tell you something, brother. Every single form of color, white color, blue color, any color, is what makes this country work. So nobody is a just. Continue, right. please, sir. No, I, yeah, you're right, and, and and I understand what you're saying. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I'm not I don't I'm not real smart when it comes to weight politics and all that. You know, uh, I'm certainly uh, not a conservative, <laughs> but you know. Uh, my 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 question is this: Earlier, you were talking about the way the credit cards, um, you know, to try to fight inflation, right? They have the idea that we're you know to raise the interest rate, right, on the credit card, right? Where, where doesn't that interest go to the credit card people or the company? Okay, I'm, you you are a genius. Where? Why did I mean, you tell it, me that it, you? It, 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 would, it, it certainly seems to me like, you know, it, uh, uh, the inflation thing they keep talking about, it, it certainly is benefiting corporations. All of it. Um, and, and But you're telling you're telling me that you're, you're going to raise my interest rate on my credit cards to, uh, to keep me from spending. And at the same time, you're, you're getting fatter. Let me tell you something. So, Mike, I want you to stop for a second here. I want to give you some kudos right here before, we get, before I get into an explanation. All right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to separate jobs into blue-collar jobs and white-collar jobs and those who know uh -huh. and those who don't necessarily know. That's BS. Because uh -huh. you know in your gut, you just told me from your gut that you know there's something funny here. Hey, if, if, if interest rates go up, and, and somebody else is collecting. Let me tell you, first of all, this is important here. When they talk about the Fed's increase in the interest rate, that is just the rate. Every, every time a bank closes at the end of the night, their books must balance, okay? So if they right. have, if that day they've loaned out more money than they've taken in in savings and passbooks and all that kind of stuff, that is the only reason they have to then go to the Fed's to get the money, uh, and the Fed's meaning the other banks and banks in the system, to go ahead and make their books whole. So they borrow money so that at the end of the night, your balance sheet says a net zero. In other words, the amount of money that was loaned out is the amount of total, is the amount of money that they have in their name. That is what that interest rate do. And they borrow that money for one day or however hours or whatever to cover that. That is what that rate is, okay? 
But if right. that bank happens to not have needed to, uh, to borrow or whatever, all that increase that they're charging their credit card holders is money, is extra money. So here's the kicker, right. brother, and this is important. Because remember what they're telling you. They're telling you, I am increasing interest rates so that you have to pay more money to the banksters so that you don't go buy more oil or toys or whatever. And if you don't buy more oil and toys or whatever because of the supply demand that really does work, that company selling the toys and oil and whatever is going to start dropping the prices. And what is price drop? It's called deflation. What is price increase? It's called inflation. So what happens uh -huh. is it stays at the same level or it drops the prices of items. So they are saying, we are going to, guess who always lose? Remember, because you just noted it. Who always loses? The poor guy. The, 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 <laughs> always, because you're either giving the money to buy the inflated cost for the products or you're giving the money to the banksters. But you are always yeah. paying. Right. And that's the exactly. lie that the news never tells you. They make yeah. it seem like this is the only solution. Here's a solution. Here's well, a solution. Yeah, well, you, you know, when you, when you hear it from certain uh, news organizations, they, they, they make it sound as if that's designed to help us. Right. Well, I don't see how the hell you're helping me if you're, if you're getting wealthier off this so-called help. Here you go. I mean, you, <laughs> you read it, I Mike. Wanted to say one, can I say one more of thing? Of course. Go ahead. Because I was on hold listening to y'all talk. Um, you know, during that COVID thing, and you know, and 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 the company I work for, I'm not going to say who it is or any of that, you know. But uh, you know, I, I didn't. None of us understood what was going on with the COVID thing, and how. And our company was one of the ones who got that loan that they didn't have to pay back. The PPP, I, I got you. So, so what happened was after about a month and a half, I started realizing on my paycheck stubs. On my paycheck stubs, it said COVID-19. Right. So I went to my boss and I said, what does that COVID-19 mean on, on, on my check? And he, he told me a flat out lie that he told me that was just for record keeping. But what I learned later, and he had to come clean with it because too many of us confronted him with it, was that he was using that money to pay us, but we were still going to work. Egg. Oh my God! You see the you see the crookery. Some of us, some of us used our vacation time right. that he used COVID money to pay us with. Exactly. And we, we, it took us six months to figure it out. And but he we, never we, gave we, you a we bonus, did he? Confronted him with it, and he he couldn't deny it. But I was like, "Wow! I can't believe you did this to us." Let this me tell is you, crazy. Let me tell you something. When I talk about the private sector and what, and the woman who called before Terry, when she told her story about the on her job not getting paid the right amount, and the the, the woman who owns the the business, uh, her concern right now is building her big house. You know, it's yeah, not about people. Exactly. And I don't, you know, I, and what, one of the things, Mike, is we haven't yet taught empathy. We used to do those kinds of things. How to be an empathetic American citizen. How to look through the eyes of other people. How to see that you, you know, like I tell one of the guys in, in the chat said like, well, hey, uh, hey, Bridge, you can call back. I think I saw that you called earlier. You can call back. I see you in the chat now. But here's, here's the thing. Here is the thing, Mike. And this is what drives me crazy. Right. Uh, this guy in the chat says, well, you know, they risk their they risk their capital. They risk their money. If they if the company goes down, then or is anybody going to give them back their money? No. If the company goes down, 
they go down and you, the employee, go down. Both of you are taking risks in, in this system. Sure. Both exactly. of you are taking risks. And we have to stop putting the corporate folk, we have to stop putting the business person on a pedestal. Look, I ran a – well, I still run a business, but I, I mean I had a software company, all these other companies. And one of the reasons I didn't have – employees, I mostly work with private uh, contractors, is if I were going to have employees, I wanted to make sure I saw things through their eyes. I, they were going to have all the necessary things that you expect a person, a great wage, all that kind of stuff that I couldn't afford. So I had to purchase my things on a per service right. basis, right? On a per service right. basis where other people with their own companies contracted with my company, etc., etc., etc. Again, I don't know where, where we have lost it, even as we like to profess ourselves as morals, moral folk. Yes. I don't know where we've lost it. But anyhow, anything else you'd like to say, Mike, before we move on? Uh, just real quick. Um, the last time I called you mm -hmm. was during the last presidential campaign. And I'm sure you don't remember. You talked to thousands of people since then. But I called you about advice on who to vote for. And you gave it to me, and I used it, and it worked out. Thank you, my brother. You know, let me I tell you something. I, rem I remember you because you, you can go anywhere. I mean, you can decide to vote for anybody. I remember you distinctly. And you, you yes. wanted practical advice, not to be told what yes. to do, but you wanted practical advice. I remember that, yeah, was, exactly. back in, that was back in 2016, man. Yeah, it was a while back. Wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> wow. Anyway, you have a wonderful day, Mike, okay? You you too. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Anyway, folks, that, that was Mike. Give us a call, 713-526-5738. Hit the number 2-713-526-5738. I know a lot of you guys are like, I just want to listen to what's happening because, you know, we, we are like learning sponges here. But I learn from you guys too, man. So give me a call. I like to hear the real stories. 713-526-5738. I got eight minutes. I want to call, get a couple more calls in here. 713 526-5738. In the meantime, I'm going to jump to the second subject and says, have you noticed that most Democrats and Republicans continue to fund anything with arms, war, and defense industrial complex without significant complaints or voting setbacks? I mean, in an overwhelming bipartisan vote late Thursday, the U.S. Senate passed a legislation authorizing $858 billion in military spending for fiscal year 2023, a sum that drew dissent just a handful of lawmakers and outrage from watchdogs who said that the money should be spent on fighting the climate emergency, poverty, and other oppressing crises. The $858 billion budget amounts to roughly 10% increase from the previous year and $45 billion more than the historic sum President Joe Biden requested, and it was approved even after the Pentagon failed a yet another audit. Think about that. Unable to account for more than 60% of its assets. 60% of its assets it was unable to actually talk about. I want you guys to think about that. Lori, come on in. Lori, come on in. How are you doing, Lori? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Talk to me, Lori. Well, of course, there's a lot of talk about wasteful government spending. Mm-hmm. And, and I reflect back on particularly one thing that I had read in, or saw an interview, with, which is a soldier who was in be it Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. Yes. And they said at that point they could have a local person would do their laundry for what was equivalent to like a dollar. Right. But 
the Halliburton had these giant uh, trucks that right. had washers and, washers and dryers. And they said you were not allowed to have a local do it. You had to have the government do it. And Halliburton was being paid $100 per load. Yes. It's a lot of money. I'd yes. like to, if, if somebody paid me $100 per load, You'll I'll do, do it on real day long. Yes. Yeah, I'll do it all day long. I know. Well, anyhow, it reflects back on a book that I had read, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. the title of the book was called Nuts. And right. it was written by the CEO of Southwest Airlines mm-hmm. and how they decided to organize this airlines. It was a very interesting book. Anyhow, one of the things that they implemented along the way was how do you save money? Mm-hmm. And they came up with a strategy that if an employee saw something that was wasteful and they could write in, you know, something, you know, I don't know where you wrote it to, a suggestion box, whatever, and they implemented your money saving strategy then you received, as a bonus, 50% of what was saved in the first year. Yes. And there was a flight attendant who said that at the end of a flight, we went up and down the aisles to collect people's drinks and such with a plastic bag that had Southwest Airlines printed on it. Mm-hmm. She said, what if we didn't have them printed? They're just plain, plain right. bags. Yeah. Well, that suggestion saved them like $150,000 a year, and she got a check for 75000 Wow. So imagine with people all over are, uh, unfortunately, they're greedy, but they also see the the waste. It's the people that are the observers. We could implement the same type of thing where you see extreme waste, you see what could be saved money, and that the suggestion is implemented, and and you receive a bonus for, for spotting that. You know, that would be smart if those politicians weren't on the take with the defense industrial complex. But you're right. I, that would be great. Let me tell you, I have a friend. And in fact, he's in the, in the chat right now, Roberto Lewis. Uh, he was out there in Iraq. And every time they got a, first of all, they brought in, they did it. Halliburton was even, I think it was Halliburton who did the mess halls there. Uh, they did it even different. They brought in foreign workers, foreign products, all this kind of stuff, which was cheap. But they were billing the government, I don't remember, $15, $20, $30 per plate. Every time you go to eat in the mess hall, cha-ching, they get, they get money. The funny thing about it is there was a time, Lori, when uh, things like uh, the cooks and all of that, when they go out there into the field, they did it themselves, which means there was no cost other than the cost of having a soldier who also has a gun but is also a cook, right? They used right. to do things that way. But you know what? When you have the corporations get involved with how to maximize their money and to follow their tenant, how to maximize the money for that corporations, they find ways to buy politicians so that politicians are willing to do exactly that. And while Southwest wants to save money, which is a good thing uh, in that case, guess what, Lori? The the, uh, corporations don't want the government having whistleblowers to tell them that kind of stuff. But Lori, I'm running low on time. Uh, Any any other quick thing you want to say real quick? No, I just thought that, you know, we should, it should be an option, uh, a way for people to be able to see that, that waste suggested and get a bonus for well, it. Look, let me tell you, my friend, Lori, thank you so kindly from Las Vegas. Thank you so kindly for calling into Politics Done Right. Keep listening to tell folks about the program, okay? Very good. Thank you so much, Brad. Have a wonderful day now. Anyway, folks, uh, we're coming close to the end of the program, and I have to, I, I, the, the, the second subject was about the, us not 
by us spending $845 billion on the defense budget. Think about that. Not even the defense, but the defense wanted that. The last thing is Republicans are killing their own, their politicians from the top, like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, to their news media, like Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax, to their pundits, are lying, are lying to their constituents. As shown in a recent study reported by Medical Economics, they are getting Republicans killed after COVID-19 vaccines were available. Republicans had higher excess death rates than Democrats, with a difference concentrated in counties with lower vaccination rates. The findings were part of a study excess de death rates. And check this out. This is huge. I'm going to skip to the article to the part that I really want to tell you. Uh, the, the death rates among Republicans are 76% higher than on Democrats, just because they're following the bad information, their own people are killing them, folks. Their own people are killing them. Guess what? We got through the topics, all three topics today, and got a chance to answer all your, your, your questions. By the way, I have a whole ton of questions on the, the chat. I'll do that when I get back to the other studio, and we'll have our show at 3 o'clock where we'll talk about that. Anyway, folks, don't forget, today is Friday, and guess what's on tonight? The Prison Show at 9 o'clock, between 9 and 11. Don't forget The Prison Show, one of KPFT's premier programs. We want to thank Stuart, who's on the board and on the phone. So the little bit of mishaps, remember, this guy's doing a hell of a lot in there. He was doing more than a, a 747 pilot right now as he keep us on ears. So again, thank you so kindly, guys, for being here with us. We cannot, could not, will not do this without you. At all, at all. But, you know, um, we want to thank you for listening. We want to remind you to tell everybody about KPFT. Let them know that KPFT is back on live on air. Let them know that when they listen to Politics on Right, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that it is their show. They can call in like others have called in today and ask their questions, give their, give their messages. We are ready here to listen. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics on Right. You guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.